Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. So technically, which which um, ape movie do you think is the best? Like in terms of camera angles and... Well, if you want to get the right angle on the ape, that's a question for Bo. The best what do you camera think? angle you, for an ape? Technically, yeah. How do you light an ape? With matches? A Zippo? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be the ape's name, too. Zippo. Zippo? <laughs> Zippo? There Zippo you, the ape. you could light Zippo. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, Peter's not gonna, you know. I was Peter's just gonna, gonna say, if any of you now. guys come out as the bleeding hearts in this thing after talking about naming the, the Zippo, we're not gonna nuclear test this one. We're gonna see him resistant yeah, to fire. You know, it's like that old saying: you know, teach a man to fish. That whole thing. You teach an ape to light a match, and no, there no, goes no, his no, colony. No, 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 no. If you build a man a fire, he'll be warm for a day. If you set him on fire, he'll be warm the rest of his life. <laughs> You've been working with the district office the last couple of days, John. Maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe my week has taken a dark turn, and it's only Tuesday. All right. Well, it is not for those of you listening, though. It's it maybe Wednesday, unless you're listening to this two or three years from I'm now. I'm listening to it right now. Are you listening? But what about later? When will then be now? Well, I don't know if I'm going to listen to it later. If I feel I'm fulfilled okay. now, I won't have to listen to it later. How can how can let we'll help just make me, sure you're help fulfilled me by help the end you. of the podcast? How can I fulfill you? That's that's it for air. You can stop recording to start with. <laughs> <laughs> it's never bothered you before. Oh boy, oh boy. Right. Oh boy, oh anyway, boy. Anyway, welcome to the 30 like something movie podcast. I like the new cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about those bears? Those aren't pillows! <laughs> No, those aren't those. Um, all right, this is the 30-something movie podcast, and this is episode number 131. It's good to be back. Can I just I say? Yeah, welcome back, I haven't been here in, I don't know how long. So, yeah, I, I've missed you guys. I've enjoyed the we conversations. You too. Yeah, There's dude. been a lot of new movie news that you guys have talked about, and, and, and I almost called the love line, but, you know, I... Didn't. You had no love for us. I don't know. I got. Speaking I of the love line, John, how can people get in touch with us? Oh, people could get in touch with us. There, I, there I, it I, is. See what you're doing there? It's that's, well done. That's, that's, well set done. them up and knock them down. It's only well done if you don't call attention to it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we just ruined it. Well, you know, that's our forte. It's not the um, first time Bo's ruined things. <laughs> this is true. Just add, never mind. Uh-huh. Ask your wife. What? It's hey, like now. That, uh, oh, boy. Well, oh, we, we can go geez. back to his favorite scene from uh, Rocky IV. <laughs> yes, we can. Rough, that wax on, wax man. off scene I, of Rocky IV was the best ever. That was the greatest the, moment of the Rocky lighting, The lighting in that scene was well, phenomenal. And, and, and oh, the camera boy. angle was phenomenal. Oh, boy. What you got to oh, remember boy. is when Matthew Broderick mm-hmm. saw that face from the Statue of Liberty in the 
mm-hmm. jungle. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and Virgil was no, jumping no, on top and, of it. No, and, heard, and heard the banjos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you have to have the right sound mix. Uh-huh. You do. I mean, it's, and it's all got to work together. Because at that point, I mean, you can't just sit back and watch a movie and not consider these things. It's otherwise, only one song. Otherwise, you're pat. At that point, otherwise you're pat. Oh, shock the monkey. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always want to shock the monkey. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment I wasn't sure what they were saying. Is that a euphemism for something? I'm not sure. No, why would you even I wasn't, say that? I wasn't sure what they were saying in that song at first. I was like, what the monkey? <laughs> I, I don't remember. Oh, you never heard that song before? Why is John rocking? <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> what just happened to the podcast? I don't know. Well, anyway, it's good to be back. I've missed you all. Where we go? I've missed you all. Oh, it's oh, all perspective. Oh, uh, well, mm. so th- that was his, that was the episode. Thanks for joining yes. us, everyone. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at John Reed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even my real name. Uh, I thought it was hotmail at hotmail.com. It is. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about hotmail at Yahoo? It really mess with people. Uh, we could do that. Dot well, Gmail. We're wearing a shade of red today. Man. We are. We've all got some wow. red on you. You got yeah, red on you. Subconsciously mm-hmm. strange. Right. Anybody? That's... Anybody? You got red on you. Mm-hmm. Anyone? No? Shaun of the Dead? Forget it. Moving ah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there it is. Okay. Oh, well, can we talk about that movie I... sometime soon? Just sure. bump it up on the list because yeah, it's awesome. When, when did that come out? It's <laughs> like 2009 or something. Okay, yeah. we can, I'm sure we can. I'll probably. Somehow. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Right after. Right it's after a zombie we... movie, so you may not watch it. I probably won't, but I'll watch it for this. You would, I, you I would watch it. It's, I, it's, I a, it's more of a stuff. comedy than a it's, zombie it's movie. Very, so. It's a very British zombie yeah. movie, you know what? so we it's will, awesome. We'll give you some zombie movies you would be okay with. We'll give you that one and Warm Bodies. <laughs> I don't know Warm Bodies. I did see... That's what we hear. World War Z. That was kind of... World War oh. Z? Yeah. yeah. No, what, are we Canadian now? Lost City of Z. That's a new movie coming Is out, right? Is it one? Okay, yeah. Was, well... I, I just listened to an interview with Charlie Hunnam talking about it. Oh, okay. I just listened to an interview that has nothing to do with zombies or any of that stuff, but I That's just li- listened to an interview with Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. about um, King Arthur, probably? Well, no, this was or, before King oh, Arthur. Okay. This is and when his work was still did. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. Like, and I, I, mean, I heard that, that they just blasted that movie, but it was interesting. And if I have the right guy, like, he was talking about how, like, used to sell drugs and do all this when he was a kid and all this kind of thing. And, and like, maybe that's common knowledge. How do you think he met Madonna? I mean... All right. Well, like I said, I, I don't watch movies. You know. Whoa! Don't throw accusations out there against Guy Ritchie. <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> well, anyways, it was an interesting interview. That's I, I bet he. Yeah, he's definitely had an interesting. He was just on the Nerdist for about an hour and mm-hmm. fifteen minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Post Arthur release or pre Arthur release? Uh, just around the Arthur okay. release, really near. I don't know if the movie had just come out or just about to come so out. So that movie just kind of failed. Did it? Yeah, yeah it didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he Guy Ritchie is very stylized. So I think at this point, if you're not into what he does with movies, then you're not gonna. What else run. has he done? Um, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels mm-hmm. is right. Didn't he do? Uh, Did he do Snatch? I think uh, I think that was one of his. <laughs> yeah, Snatch. That is an actual sure. movie title. I know it's giggling. I know it's you're like a middle school. He's rumored to be doing. Yeah, because the conversation for the last twenty minutes. He's rumored to be doing the next Sherlock Holmes. That's it. Didn't he do? Oh, like the Sherlock Holmes. He did the first two with Robert Downey. Yeah, I love those. Those two movies were really good. He did the new Man from Uncle. He also he did the Man from Uncle review. You're guaranteed slow motion action scenes mm-hmm. that just 
out of nowhere, things the action just slows down and then speeds back up again. Mm-hmm. Just to be artsy. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. Guy Ritchie is directing the live-action Aladdin movie? That's the rumor. That would be interesting. Huh. So okay. what in Aladdin would you do regular, then slow motion, then well, back to regular? anything involving the genie. Or flying carpet. Right. Anything involving the genie, flying carpet, probably like all of... Like flying carpet going through a window or something like, oh, God, it's going to be close. Ah, oh, what's, just the name of the, what's the name of the Jafar? Any mm-hmm. of his weird stuff could be played with. Uh, yeah. There could be... Um, huh, that's interesting. Live-action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I hope there's really good swordplay. I'm just saying that I would, you know, well, I would like to. I want to see guys like run around with scimitars and all that kind of stuff. Any scimitar fights? He'll That's do. good yeah, stuff. Oh, that'll be slow motion mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, I would just hope that there's some of that in there. That would be cool. So the only I just clicked in the IMDb. So basically, we're going to make Prince of Persia, but with music. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> the only rumored cool. casting so far is Will Smith as the genie. Oh. Awesome. No. Uh, okay. I guess not. I guess no. I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't You're know. wrong. I like Will Smith, but that's okay. I, <laughs> Shades of well, Shazam, no, anyone? I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, did I say that out loud? I like I like Will Smith too, but not as the genie. Yeah, I don't I don't see him pulling that off. Now, would be the Will genie. Smith yeah. is not that I'm trying to recast every movie anymore, but right. well, you rocked it with He Man for Masters <laughs> yeah, of the Universe, dude. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I, almost, I almost drove off the road yeah, when, you said, when, you, when you guys were talking about that. I was like, that's. Brilliant. Oh. I actually did run into a tree. I was listening while I was running, and I heard that funk, and I ran into it. I was like, oh. A sudden arboreal stop. <laughs> yes. That's that's it. It. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. Your boss has a mm. funny name. <laughs> it's not my boss. It's the title. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, no, I was going to say, Will Smith would be better as Jafar than the genie. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Will Smith in that kind of movie. I don't either, but Will, if Will he's Smith, in the movie. Will Smith could be the... Uh, Princess Jasmine's father. You can go that route. No, no. I just, okay. I, I, I don't. I, I don't see him as the genie. If he's attached the problem to the is, I think we're all picturing Robin Robin Williams is the genie, that's and probably, you know, yeah. that's not. Well, that's obviously how, how what do you going for how? So how do you recast right the genie? Well, it depends on what you're going for. Are you going go for, for something uh, different? A goofy genie again, or is this going to be a dark brooding? You know, I've been locked in my. Melissa McCarthy is the genie. Ooh. Uh, yeah, maybe the genette. Be funny. Only if she can work on yeah. Sean Spicer joke. Yeah. <laughs> the, did you see the footage of her driving through Manhattan? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Uh, oh Jack Black could be the genie. Now, see there. Now we're talking like if you're going that's, for that jovial closer, style yeah. of genie, yeah. yeah. We just need you need someone with a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if it's going to be a very different interpretation. I wonder if it's going to be the dark brooding. I've been stuck in all well, that case for a million be, years, genie. Yeah, but see, there are other Zack Snyder directing. That's true. Oh yeah. Do you, I, I think. Do you have wishes? <laughs> see, I don't know. I mean, they redid Beauty and the oh, Beast, and I, why I, was that movie so good? Because Aladdin. wait, how do you know that name? <laughs> do you guys have you guys all seen Beauty and the Beast? I have not. I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, good. Like I thought it was amazing, and like I think they just kind of like the, redid. Yeah, the, the live thing. action. And so far, the live action Disney movies they haven't really they haven't tried to do a whole lot mm-hmm. new. Well, so. Jungle Book was awesome. If yeah. you guys, you know, actually, I still have it. Fantastic! It's okay. on Netflix. I started oh, it. Yeah, it was so good. It was, I was really, really is it, impressed. Is it pretty similar to? 
the cartoon? Uh, I think it's different enough that you, it's almost took, a different movie. Okay. They depart. They departed a lot. Like the whole ape, the whole ape sequence was. But vastly it, different. it gives me hope with John uh, Favreau taking on Lion King. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I, that's my. That's like my mm-hmm. favorite. Jungle Book was. Yeah. Oh Jungle, yeah. Jungle Book you, I gotta watch that. I, I did, my wife didn't go see it because she's like, ah, Jungle Book, whatever. Well, like, no, Pete's Dragon ended up being better than I thought. It was. Really? Yeah, that really? was that was yeah. a Netflix good. Too, I'll have so to I, check that out. I watched that. I mean, oh wow, we, and we like the old, was, especially with the kids. I was yeah. very skeptical. Okay, because we like the old Pete's Dragon a lot. Yeah, so when we saw this one, we were like, eh, I don't know. It, it ended up being better than I thought it would be. Okay. Speaking of dragons and remix. Pat Candigallo. All right. <laughs> bam. Bam. Heard a rumor. Angry someone is kicking around the idea of redoing Flight of Dragons. Anyone? Anyone? Haven't heard of it, so... Uh, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. heard of it, but... Freaking killing me here. Yeah. I just want to go on the record. Um, is it Rankin Bass? We're killing you, or your cholesterol's killing you? Well, yes, oh, but... Dang. Um, Mizuka's back, everybody. Mizuka. <laughs> it's good to be back. Hey, while he's looking that up, did you hear... Uh, I, I think it was on the trivia thing for... Uh, mm-hmm. the yeah, it was Beast. Rankin and Bass. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All new music. Great movie. That was Disney's original plan, and then the director said, we don't we have to do the original songs. Otherwise, I'm out. Well, so interestingly enough with Beauty and the Beast, they wrote a couple new songs right. for Oscar considerations right? because they wouldn't be able to do the same songs uh, for the right. Oscars. So they did add new ones, which I wasn't a huge fan of because there's already so much great music right. between the animated movie and between the Broadway show. There's right. so much great music in right. that. So I was a little disappointed that they, A, chose to do new music on top of all that. <clears throat> And then B, still include the melodic lines mm-hmm. from uh, music from the Broadway show. Okay. Like, if, you're, if you want to include that music, include the song. Yeah. The thing I read is that they were going to, like, originally Disney was like, just all the old stuff out. That would and, have failed. And that's exactly, like, that's mm-hmm. what the director or the producer or one of those technical guys, that's exactly what he told them is just like, I'm out unless we do this as, you know, a remake of it. So I just yeah. found that interesting. That's interesting. That someone would think that that was a good idea. Well, there's a lot of bad ideas. For there's a lot of bad ideas. Have I told you about the Chromebooks we're getting? I would just add it. Oh, I don't want to have to edit this. <laughs> anyway. I've got a bad feeling about this. I digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, so, anyway. So, John, why are we here today? Well, we're here to talk about some apes. Pat's and apart from here. ourselves. <laughs> Hi, Pat. Hi. <laughs> so we're talking about Pat's family. Got it. Yeah. Ooh, wow. It's, it's, I'm making up for lost time. Wow. Apparently. I'm making up for last time. Mm. I don't think he really meant the family. I think he meant more me and then the family. Yeah. I don't think he's, okay. yeah. Right. I'm, I'm getting that. You know, I meant like just other people equally as hairy. Right. Yes. Okay. All right, I think that's what he meant. Well, are there people equally as Harry? Yeah. Uh, yes, we saw him at the end of Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Pat, basically, Pat's family. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that's right. Correct. Um, so very, very quickly, since we've been talking about, <laughs> I don't even know what we've been talking about <laughs> up to this point. We've been talking about. I have 15 no idea. Minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes or so. Um, I do have a couple of new movie news things, but some of these are just we can. 
announce them, and then if you, we want to talk about them, we can. We don't have to. Uh, one of the things that I did see very, very quickly was that this week, to get ready for the release of the new Mummy movie, Universal Pictures is bringing out two new legacy collections, they're calling them, of the classic Universal monster movies. Um, there's going to be a Dracula set that includes Dracula, Dracula's daughter, Son of Dracula, House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh. And there will be a Mummy set that includes the Mummy, the Mummy's hand, the Mummy's tomb, the Mummy's ghost, the Mummy's curse, and Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy. I'm so. still okay with the with the one you with, got with the set that I got with, okay. which is just all the original monster movies. That's the one I want to. Yeah, that's um, the one I want to go. Get. I feel like they're really milking it here, and so with every movie they release, they're going to come up Dude. with another one of these box of sets that is anything that's ever been done with Wolfman is now going to be in the Wolfman box mm-hmm. set. Anything that's ever been done with the Invisible Man is going right. to be done with or in the Invisible Man box set. You're going to end up with 50 movies, but you only want eight of them. Wolfman, so. Curse of the Wolfman, Teen Wolf 2. Wolf with Jack Nicholson. That was a Wolf, bad of Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That was a pretty good movie, I'm just going to say. Which one? Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Never saw it. I don't think mm-hmm. I saw it. Yeah, I didn't oh. see it. Don't watch it with the kids. Yeah, don't watch it with the kids, the wife, the in-laws. Watch it by yourself and then determine. Okay. She's so hot. Yeah, and 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 the funniest part about that movie is that that movie only tells like twenty percent of the story, like the real life story that that guy. Yeah. She's so hot. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's. it's, I I did. This is kind of jumping in here, but I did finally watch Suicide Squad. And oh, guys, guys, this is big news. Okay, I I finally watched Suicide Squad. And I have not yet. The Oscar winning. It, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, light, the lighting in that movie was... Um, <laughs> Isn't that what it won for? Is it a technicality thing? I think it was, was it costumes? Makeup and costumes. Makeup and costumes. Makeup and costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the makeup of the, the No, the, I'll awful. finish that sentence for you. The lighting in that movie was awful. But keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't notice. It wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'll, sorry, I'll be quiet. Yeah, we're right. It's because of all the hair gets in his eyes. <laughs> ironically enough, like his head is where he has the least amount of hair. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. Don't pull up his pant leg. That's inappropriate. <laughs> you okay. said it. Uh-huh. Tell, uh, us, tell us. I didn't hate it. I also didn't, didn't like, like it. it. So it was like Biffus Dodge. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It just lacked good. Well, no. I mean, parts <laughs> of it were bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad, it just lacked good. Um, <laughs> the hell? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm going to use that next time I critique students' writing. That's, how I, that's what I say. Yeah, it wasn't bad, it just lacked good. It just lacked any put that on someone's good. comments on the report card. There you go. Nothing's bad, you just need to add Your kid's good. not bad, he just sure. lacks good. Not bad, just lacks good. Pleasure to have in class. Um... Which there are some teachers that that's the only thing they ever put in. Um, yeah, it, I wasn't. Mm, I didn't hate it. I think that's about all I can say. So my issue with it is that I found the characters to be very vanilla. Yeah. They took these great characters and played them very mm-hmm. safe. Right. Which I didn't like. Yeah. Like, these aren't the characters you want to play safe. Like, these right. are the ones that should be extreme. Right. Like, Killer Croc should have eaten a few people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they, I think they were, they were, you know, getting the feedback from Pivis Dodge, and they mm-hmm. were like, oh, we got to make a lot of changes to this. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the characters are just really underdeveloped, underutilized. 
Well, and the I think the villain too. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm not going to give away too much of it. But I have you seen it? I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it. Okay, so Bo, you haven't seen it. Go ahead. Oh well, I don't care about you then. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Who does? <laughs> it's the Marvel Extended Universe or whatever it is. It, um, okay. Um, just let it go. It's Pat. I don't even know why he doesn't like it. I'm just throwing it out there blindly. Right, yeah. um, like talking about the Cubs. The tennis. villain. I don't know. The, the, I kind of wish they would have gone with a different villain. I wish that if they were gonna, if the Joker was gonna be in the movie, I wish he would have just been the villain. Which is kind of what I thought was gonna happen every time I would hear people talk about this movie. I thought the Joker was gonna be the villain, and then when they went the route that they did with a villain that, well, I've heard of before, but I'm like, why are you've got this crazy superpowered villain, and you've got all these people who are just normal humans, and a crocodile man. And they're going to be fighting this interdimensional being. Eh. Yeah. I, I wish they would have just gone with something like the Joker and well, had that just, be I the felt, villain. And that and I felt like it. they tried too hard to make it safe after yeah. after all the criticism. Of, I feel like the superpowered villain was just so they could have some special effects. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the villain. Like it was just. It was called the adversary. Aptly named. It was the one. It was the one. Yeah. It was the enchantress. It was the one. Um, she was supposed to be part of the team. Oh, she had the and thing with the guy and the brother. And then she went bad, and it was her brother, like her brother, the adversary, and the two of them together were going to create this that was the girlfriend. machine. That yeah, it was the yeah. girlfriend of the main guy. See, it just didn't. It's it's yeah. And the only reason I remember, it's I remember like all that is because I watched it last week. Sticks out. Nothing seems unique. Right. Like I just don't remember. Right. All right. So I didn't hate it. Um, was I entertained by it? Mm, I mean, it was a movie. Maybe. Had good camera angles. <laughs> I mean, some of them were okay. So yeah. since I'm going to be trolled for the next 12 years of the podcast, yeah. I get why you don't like talking about it being the Oscar-nominated one. I remember picking up on that in the, the podcast I was listening to. Why do you not like talking about the whatever extended universe? The DC. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. Oh. That, was, that was my buddy, too. That, that, that was his friend. Well, oh, on the, on the Batman, a, when we yeah, talked about it, the um, DC extended universe. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, he, he's got a problem. Oh, but that wasn't here. you. No. Oh, I don't. Oh, were you reacting just I, now because I said Marvel? Like, it's the Marvel? Or because you were just like... Mm-hmm. I was just pretending to be upset with you. Oh, well, see, and I, I thought there was a big thing. I like can't that. stay mad at you. Oh, okay. Well, You're thanks. too hairy. <laughs> so, so, so the only thing is he doesn't like the extended... So we don't know why. It's not like a thing. Okay, yeah. that's all yeah. I was yeah. wondering. Yeah. I was just wondering why it's, it was a Just one of those little nitpicky, pet peeve kind of things. Yeah. All right. Um, two more things I got. The uh, the irony that pirates have stolen the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, I read about I did, that last night. Yeah. I just I saw this er, earlier this morning. That, Yar! Uh, <laughs> that hackers have stolen the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales movie and are threatening to release it in chunks if Disney can't, uh, if Disney chooses not to pay a ransom for it. Um, it is scheduled to come out in like a week and a half, two weeks. Um, but the hackers well, are threatening to release Well, if the other movies, the hackers are going to end up paying money to... So, Why not? so can I yeah. just ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's back, Jeff's Did back, Jeff's sh- back. <laughs> is, is that it, American Sign Language that you just did? Is there any <laughs> chance... Can't hear it? Turn up the volume. Help? That all this hacker <laughs> would you, crap... Help? Would you like an apple? Is apple? <laughs> just a publicity stunt. Doubt it. We had the Netflix one that just happened with House of Cards, yeah. and all it does is give news outlets a reason. Wait, House of Cards is going to come out early? No, it's not Orange is the New Black. Eric, sorry, oh, that man. one. I Whatever. You ruined my day. Yeah. Point is, 
Now news outlets are talking. Now it's a news <laughs> story. It's is there any Free chance that this is just complete and utter marketing? I don't think so because deals? the episodes of Orange Is the New Black were released online before they were released on Netflix. Right, but what does Netflix care if it gets released a week early? Really? People, well, because people are able to view the content without without paying for, it. Without paying for Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be the same thing with this. You know, Disney's going to lose out okay. on this and people going to the theater to see this movie. Even though I spent two years being able to view all Netflix Netflix content without having to pay for it. I would edit that Thank, out of our yeah. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There you go. No, I guess I, I guess I just feel like the Netflix people that care are, if you share your do you and I guess you'd have to see the numbers from Netflix and they would have to say, Oh, when the new season of Orange is the New Black comes out, this many extra people subscribe. But I feel like at this point Orange is the New Black is not... What's the last season for it? ...bringing that many people to Netflix. That's why You've either, A, already signed up because Mm of it, B, waiting for it to be available somewhere else. There's not a lot of gray area there. Mm -hmm. Maybe with Pirates we'll have to see what happens, but I I don't know. It seems odd that all of a sudden it's happening. I'm going to go back to Pat's original comment and say, (laughs) not necessarily that one. That's um, what I thought. No, it's Pirates 5. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pirates 2 through 4 4 were great. (laughs) Was not a fan of, so they can leak it all they want. Yeah. It was one franchise I kind of wish went in another direction. Mm. Positive? It it, it just... Well, we talked about it. The first one... The franchise that ended up lacking good. <laughs> yeah, the, the first one... The first one was, like, exciting because you, you saw elements of the ride. Mm-hmm. And the ride, when you went on the ride, it really painted the whole time period of Pirates in kind of this fantastical way and everything. Mm-hmm. And sure, there was a little bit of Ghost and Goblin in there, but it didn't take away from, wow, ships and modern, right. you know, sword fights and all this kind of stuff. And then two, three, and four just got more creepy and more weird, weird and more monster and more. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's as much as I enjoy Johnny Depp, I think that I could only handle Captain Jack Sparrow for one movie. I don't know that you know his. Why gotta be so judgmental? Yeah. Why is the rum always gone? Well, because you drank it all. It's, you said it in my face. Yeah. I'll punch all three of you. <laughs> yeah, that's truly, you know, it's yeah. that character. It's sort of like what the... Because I love him in that movie, <clears throat> but it kind of reaches a, a point where... It goes a long way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it reaches a point where yes. in the sequels, it's like, okay, now it's just... Well, there, there's no way there's for that character new about to grow. It. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, gonna, it's going to be the same character doing the same thing mm-hmm. every time he's in a movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then at some point, Kira Knightley wasn't in him anymore. And well, then what's the point? What's the point, really? Yeah. The, one of the problems I had Orlando is, Bloom is important, too, just before you bring that up. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> uh, show a little love for everyone. Yes. Um, no, I was saying one of, the, one of the issues that I've had with the legacy of the movie is Disney has gone back and refurbished yes. the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at mm. the theme park to include the storyline of the Pirates movie. Mm. So um, Barbosa is now on the ride, and uh, Jack Sparrow is now on the ride. And you're just like, you know, for me, don't mess with my classic rides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. And, and from what I understand, there's going to be more of that happening. Hmm. Uh, I think Jungle Cruise is on the docket to 
get an overhaul, and somehow Dwayne Johnson is actually involved in in that. I think he's going to be involved mm-hmm. in a Jungle Cruise movie, and then they're going to redo the rides to mirror the movie. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. He definitely found a niche somehow. Isn't he going to be in the new Jumanji? Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Okay. Balls of bullies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm, I know that I know that this touched off, you know, the whole discussion of steroids and all that with Dennis the last time I brought this up. But honestly, I think of The Rock when we talk about like Arnold Schwarzenegger from the '80s. Like, how do you have that where, you know, he was charismatic, but he was also muscled, and you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I think of The Rock almost as like a, a, a contemporary version of. Not version of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but almost fulfilling the same niche. Yeah. I mean, he's welcome to the rock. Yeah, he's he's like a. Well, I mean, you know, that's okay. Would that movie have been awesome if the Rock had been in the Rock? Yeah, that'd be way too meta. Well, any you know what? Seriously, any movie is awesome when you throw in the Rock. I'm just I'm, and if if the movie is like an awesome movie, then when you know you don't talk about Schindler's List being that's an awesome movie like Joe Black with the Rock. Hmm. It would have been reversed. He would have killed the bus. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like any movie that was worth the moniker, dude, that movie's awesome, mm-hmm. will be upped by adding The Rock in. Yeah. You know, like... like Would you do a Commando remake with The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Okay. And think of, think of what they did with Fast and Furious. And they, they kept making more and they were okay. Then they bring you, it back. What if you make The, the Rock the genie in Aladdin? Yes. You could do that. Yeah. You could totally Bam. do that. Mm-hmm. Bam. Bam. And he could, he could make it... Vin Diesel could be Jafar. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, did, people... I, did I take Jafar too far? <laughs> They're not all winners, folks. Just look around the table. <clears throat> it's good, man. It's Just, good. He didn't look in my direction when he said that. The Rock. He's always looking in your direction. Mm-hmm. The Rock. He felt guilty. Uh, all right, so last thing I've got. I probably shouldn't have. There's still new movies. Yeah, there's still new movies. Eventually, we'll talk about the about the apes. But hey, what you had, for the dragon? had a dragon. Thing oh yeah, it was a dragon about. thing. The well, Flight the, of Dragons. The Flight of Dragons. I yeah. just looked up that it was a, the original was a oh. Rankin Bass animation thing. Oh, nothing. There's nothing official anywhere about the remake. I've just heard it. Oh, so you're just making stuff him. up. Yeah, pretty much. Just trying cool. to manu- manufacture news. <laughs> you can <laughs> work, work in the game. White House. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, well. Sean Spicer on speed dial. <laughs> Uh, well, with with any luck, <laughs> here's a headline. He might, he might be free to take your call. Michael Moore to present Trump documentary entitled Fahrenheit 119. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine what that's going to look like. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, I probably shouldn't have ended with this because it kind of ends our new movie news on a down note. Bring but, us down. Uh, I, I I try to whenever I can. Um, Powers Booth. Passed away this weekend. He did. Uh, Curly Bill from Tombstone. He was in Red Dawn, 24, Deadwood. Uh, He had been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. most recently. Um, So I just just heard of that on Saturday, that he had passed away. Loved him as Curly Bill in Tombstone. Saw this picture. It may be completely unrelated. It just made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's the picture of, is it Home Alone 2? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Powers Booth. Yeah. I first... So, okay. I want to say I first saw him in a thing... Well, it was probably Tombstone, mm-hmm. but Deadwood is when I first like okay. saw him as a strong character that kind of terrified me. Yeah. And then he brought that same intensity when he was on 24. Okay. And that was just way 
it was very creepy and uncomfortable when mm-hmm. he, when he was uh, when he was in charge of the free world. You saw him on what? Deadwood and then Twenty Four. The Jack Bauer Power Hour. What yeah. did he play in Twenty Four? He was. I want to say he was I the religiously watched those, but I'm just not facing the face. He was. Was he the vice president and then later became the president? Well, and then which years of Twenty Four? Yeah, because. I own them all if you want to borrow them. I, I watched, I, I binged on those, man. I was like, I was in the middle of binging those, and you'd be like, if you tap me on the shoulder, it would be like, it, just because you're just so, it just awesome. It's just awesome. It's intense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so, that's there, so that is. throw that out there because he, he did pass away this last weekend. So. Well, that's a shame. Um, all right. Should we talk about some apes? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Um, so if you have not seen this movie yet, we, we didn't give our little disclaimer at the beginning, but uh, we do spoil the movies that we talk about. So if you have not seen uh, Project X, or as Pat likes to call it, the prequel to Weapon X, yes. um, this is not a Wolverine movie. We'll just say that right now. Yeah, I, know, I know, Pat was yeah. disappointed yeah. that it was not. It's a good movie. Um, this kind of, and I may have mentioned this on the podcast once before, it was like the time that I was really disappointed back in the 90s when I heard that a TV show called The X-Files was coming out, and I was totally pumped that there was going to be an X-Men TV show with real people. Yeah. And then come to find out that's not what The X-Files was. Wah, wah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but just remember, the truth is out there. It is. Just remember, yeah. season four, episode three, home. Oh, man. Good luck right. sleeping tonight. <clears throat> yeah, thanks a lot. Anyway, this movie is called Project X. Came out April 17th, 1987, rated PG, runtime of an hour and 48 minutes. Uh, director on this one with Jonathan Kaplan. He did Broke Down Palace, The Accused, uh, and did uh, several episodes of ER, Without a Trace, and Law & Order SVU. Producers were Lawrence Lasker, who did Awakenings and Sneakers. Uh, Walter F. Parks did Awakenings, Sneakers, Twister, Men in Black, Gladiator, and Flight. The writer was Lawrence Lasker, who did War Games and Sneakers, uh, and Stanley Weiser, who did Wall Street and W. Music for this one was done by James Horner, who died in 2015. He did Star Trek 2 and 3, Krull, Cocoon, Commando, Aliens, Willow, The Rocketeer, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Budget on this one was $18 million. Box office was $21 million. Um, you know what I did not include on the list of actors for this movie are the apes. So I don't want to overlook the apes, so I will jump to IMDb. And uh, the apes in this one were Willie, who played Virgil, Akko, who played Goofy, Karanja, who played Goliath, Luke, who played Bluebeard, Harry played Ginger, Arthur played Winston, Siafu played Spike, Lucy played Raspberry, Lulu played Ethel, and Mousy played the new recruit. So those are the ape actors. Uh, and then we had Matthew Broderick, who played Jimmy Garrett. He was in War Games, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Lion King, Glory, and Godzilla. Helen Hunt played Terry. She was in Peggy Sue Got Married, the TV show Mad About You, Twister, As Good As It Gets, and Pay It Forward. William Sadler played Dr. Carroll. He was in Die Hard 2, Shawshank Redemption, and The Green Mile. Johnny Ray McGee, who died in 2013, played Robertson. He was in Unlawful Entry and Broke Down Palace. Jonathan Stark, no relation to Tony, uh, played Sergeant Krieger. Don't shake your head at me. Uh, He was in Fright Night and House 2, The Second Story. I, I I love that title. House 2, the second story. Because House 1 was such a good movie. That is good. <laughs> uh, Robin Gamble played Colonel Niles. He was in Contact and Austin Powers. Stephen Lang played Watts. He was in Gettysburg, Tombstone, and the Avatar movies. Uh, Jean Smart played Dr. Criswell. She was in Designing Women and Garden State. She was also on 24. She was also on 24. That is true. 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 78%. The audience gave it a 56%. Um, Siskel gave it two and a half stars and said, uh, the drama is predictable and the confrontations lack rational dialogue. In other words, this is just the sort of movie that a nine-year-old would probably enjoy. Yeah. Eber gave it three stars and said, Virgil, the gifted chimpanzee in Project X, does not quite upstage Matthew Broderick, but it's one of the strengths of this movie that he deserves co-star billing. CinemaScore gave it an A-. There are no awards for this movie. A uh, quick little summary here. Virgil began life being stolen from his home and raised by a single woman struggling to justify her work. When the money runs out and Virgil has to find another line of work, he ends up becoming a test pilot for the Air Force and quickly rises in the ranks to become the best. Little does he know he is part of a top-secret training group where the pilots never make it out alive. And he's a chimp. Remember, guys, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. You stole an airplane from the Air Force. You had a girl and an open bottle of champagne in the cockpit. I'm through. I'm dead. I'm done. When Jimmy Garrett joined the Air Force, he knew he'd learn about leadership. So why didn't you go to the Air Force Academy? My instructors felt that I was spending too much time concentrating on football. Football? I ran a betting pool. He'd meet interesting people. Could I buy you a drink? He'd work with space-age technology. This is going to be a whole new experience. I just hope I'm up to it. No, not you. Them. These are monkeys. But he never thought he'd meet anyone like Virgil. Be a good boy, okay? Come here. Be a good little chimp. Friend. Fast break! Ready? Dunk it! Good, good! Throttle forward. That's Come it. Come up. 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 Go up. That's right, pull it back. That's good, that's good. Well, some very impressive flying there, Garrett. Hey, Chimp Yeager, give me five. It was a top secret project, and only Virgil knew the truth. What's he doing? I don't know, man. I mean, I've never seen this before. I don't believe it. Out. Hurry. Help. I think your animal is the best qualified for our demonstration. What's wrong? Virgil. You have to get him out of here. Somebody lied to me. What am I supposed to believe? Listen, they are doing top secret work here. If anybody knew that I even talked to you, I could be charged with treason. What is his clearance? What is your clearance? Starting countdown with How fast can you get him out of here? There's nothing you can do about it, man. What do you think is going on down that tunnel? Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? From the creators of War Games, Matthew Broderick, Project X. All right, so a couple of background things on here real quick. Um, apparently, all of the sounds that the chimps were making were not actual chimp sounds. They were all done by human actors, <laughs> because I guess chimps don't make sounds like we expect them to or that we've heard them make in movies before. So Why we got to humanize animals? I, I don't know. Protest. I, I didn't make the movie. You can protest if you want. I'm not going to stop you. I'm revolting. Yes, well, that's true. <laughs> I've been told that. Guys, I think we're looking at this with modern sensibilities. I think back in the day, <laughs> were there any? Were there any? There was there a chimp? There was there were elephants in Temple of Doom. There were, mm-hmm. were there any chimps in Temple of Doom? There were bugs. There should have been chimps. Lots of bugs. Lots of bugs. Still can't watch that scene. I don't know. You said modern sensibilities, and that's right. What I went to. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's still alive. Um, 
Well, what's great about the humans doing the sounds mm-hmm. is that the audio level was mixed so well, mm-hmm. and the timing and editing of the, it was so ADR, great yeah. that it looked like it was the chimps. Oh, yes. Especially with the low camera angles going up, you don't see the chimps' face directly done. head on, so you yeah. don't really get the sense that it's not the chimp. Yeah. I mean, I the animal true, handlers did a masterful a, job. A true them. movie lover would pick up on these things. Just throw something at him. All right. So a couple other things I got real quick is uh, in the scene where the security guards are watching the game on TV, one of the guards refers to the other one as Froman. Of course, Matthew Broderick was... Sausage King of Chicago? Yep. Referred to Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Uh, When um, Jimmy Garrett catches up with Terry, she's about to drive to the airport. The license plate on her car says BDR529, which is the same license plate as the Bluesmobile from the Blues Brother. Um, the back of Jimmy's jacket says King Louis. King Louis is the name of the orangutan in Walt Disney's 1967 film, The Jungle Book. Um, and the last thing I've got here is there was a bit of controversy over the film at the time as animal rights groups claimed the apes were mistreated on the set. And apparently there was a lawsuit that lasted several years over that. Um, but I don't know that anything ever came from it. I think they ended up settling at some point. Uh, years later, there was uh, another lawsuit or another controversy over the animal sanctuary known as Primarily Primates, where I guess most of the apes that were in this movie ended up going to live. And they got in trouble because, according to activists, um, this place was hell on earth for animals in terms of the living conditions. Um, and then I did find one blog. There's another uh, podcast called the Just My Show podcast. And they had someone comment on their blog who said that they had actually met the apes who played Virgil and Goofy in the movie um, and said that they were still very nervous around humans. So they, the commenter said, so that just goes to show that they were treated horribly on the movie set. I don't know that don't I'd make that, that connection because they, if, if they were treated horribly at the animal sanctuary, then they could be skittish around people for that reason. So I don't know. I think with a movie like this, when you've got animals involved, I think you're going to have people from certain groups that are just going to be upset no matter what because they don't want animals in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You had the same situation with that. Was it Dog's dogs Purpose? Dog's Life? What was that one called? That dog's Purpose. Dog's I Purpose think. was the name. That one that had all the whole controversy where that video got released of the uh, dog being thrown into the water. And, I don't remember the movie, but I remember yeah. the release. Yeah. yeah. That was just like a couple months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think you're always going to have things like that whenever you've got animals in movies just because... People get upset. Yeah. Um, all right. So this one, I had not seen this one before. This is my first time watching it. Jeff and I, you said you've watched mm-hmm. it. You watched it before. Um, yes. Been watched it a few times growing up, <clears throat> but this one I had never seen. So this is my first time watching it. Um, I liked it. You know, mm-hmm. it's. Um, I like all the different actors that are in this movie. Um, my wife and I, Mad About You, was one of our favorite TV shows um, the whole time it was on, and we still will watch that. You know, whenever we can't decide on what to watch, we just grab the DVDs of that, throw that in. Um, so we're Helen Hunt fans, but um, I think everybody else, a lot of other really good actors in this movie. And um, when when I first put the movie on and, and started watching it, I kind of I, I almost got this vibe that it was going to be like the Manhattan Project, mm-hmm. and like the Manhattan Project, like that's a movie with some really good actors in it, but the movie overall, eh. Yeah, nothing, nothing too special about it. And I was kind of thinking that this one would be the same way. But then as it went on, I was kind of like, no, I, this actually, I think this movie still kind of holds up. I, I think I think I like, definitely like this movie more than I ended up liking The Manhattan Project. And I don't know why 
maybe it's like secret military experiment. I don't know, do you, like do you genre think, of movie, but do you think the premise of this movie is a little bit more believable than the premise of Manhattan Project? Maybe. Like I'd I'd be willing to believe yeah. that animals were trained to do a thing and then see how they'd react to uh, being exposed to high levels of radiation more so than I'd be willing to believe that a high schooler built an mm-hmm. atomic bomb. Yeah. And ran around the city or the country with it. Yeah, or whatever. I see that. So I, I think this movie does lend itself to being a little bit more plausible than Manhattan Project. It also seems to be, you know, a little bit more of a finished product. Didn't Manhattan Project, it wasn't, wasn't it? There's some jagged turns in Manhattan Project. Like, wasn't it going one way, then all of a sudden, whoa, things like became super serious. And then suddenly, yeah. and even some of the, port, like... It's really unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like. I remember there were some some kind of glaring flaws mm-hmm. that that poked their way up. I mean, you know, we saw what who was the guy that was in Manhattan Project? John Lithgow. John, John Lithgow. Yeah. I think didn't you say like when has there ever been a movie that he hasn't like delivered all the way? Or, right. I mean, mm-hmm. he was awesome, but like the movie around him, it was just it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as fin- like this one. This this seemed like like you know a finished product, a good movie, you know. To, mm-hmm. So. Bo, have you ever seen Project X before this? Yeah, I saw it. I was, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12. Must have been on, I don't know if it was Wonderful World of Disney or whatever the ABC movie of the week mm-hmm. was called back then. Um, but I didn't realize that I had. like When, when I saw it on the list, I was like, Project X. Didn't ring a bell or anything. And about five minutes in, I was like, oh, yeah. Apple, I remember now. Like, it was the little things that sort of triggered yeah. the memories, yeah. and I was like, and then, it, you know, the, the worst part about that with a movie like this is you go in, you're like, oh, you know, you read a little bit, but you try not to read too much. And you to, and at some point, it hits you. You remember what they're doing to the apes, and you just go, oh, that's right. That sucked. Yeah. That, that moment, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. And I, and, and not, like not purposefully because I just didn't end up having time. The week was so busy that I didn't look up the description of this movie before reading it, mm-hmm. and I had not seen it before. So going into it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's some like secret research thing, and you know maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna mistreat the apes a little bit, and, and somebody's gonna get upset, and they're gonna try to help them escape. And right, you, knew, yeah, you kind of knew the outline. But yeah, I didn't realize it was gonna be that they were killing. The yeah, apes. when I saw yeah. when, when I saw that, that part, I was like, like, I'm in the same boat that you were. Like I saw that zapping them with. Right. And you knew that the one Rads. guy that went with AWOL, he was kind of like, why are you asking about what goes on? Like, you can mm-hmm. tell, okay, there's something bad that's happening, yeah. you know, behind the door yeah. there. I, that part kind of fell a little bit, that, I mean, I know that, I, I don't think they were going with incredible, like, realistic kind of thing with this movie. I, I think they were just trying to say that there was some bad thing going on that mm-hmm. that set up the plot of, you know, trying to save the monkeys mm-hmm. or the chimpanzees. But... That kind of fell apart a little bit for me. Like, when, when they were in there with the flight testing thing, like, they were playing the mysterious music while he was flying. and mm-hmm. Or not mysterious, the first time, the, when it was Bluebeard mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. in there, it was, the music was, like, happy but kind of bittersweet, like you knew something well, was going to happen. And the, mm-hmm. the video that they were watching, the, the flight video that he was uh, simulating, wasn't like the other ones, right? So, like when they're in there, when it's four or five and spinning around, you know, it's all blue skies yeah. and whatever. This one, there's like this lightning. One, and, there's, you know, yeah. it's overcast, yeah. there's lightning. So, even that gives it a yeah. sense of like, 
something's not right about this. Yeah. And what what and then you combine that with the with the music, right? And and the the concerned look on Matthew yeah. Broderick's face as he's trying to figure out what, he can tell what, about is, Mayor, what is going yeah. on here. And again, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, the build was great, but then I wasn't even sure what was happening, other than slow motion and this weird sparking machine was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, what like what's happening? And then the 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 ape started rubbing his eye, and I was just like. I know something bad is happening. I just don't know what's happening. And then, like, later, they, I, I thought it kind of fell apart there because then they had to explain it. And it was like, and obviously, as we know, I'm a simpleton. And so I, you know, didn't quite grasp what was happening. But I thought the fact that they had to explain, oh, yeah, well, we were hitting them with this concentrated dose of radiation. And that seemed to weaken that scene a little bit. Like, I think it would have been, it would have had more hit. Uh, it, I would have had more disgust or shock or, or anger that they were harming these animals if I would have known what was going on. And then even that kind of didn't make much sense because, like, what were they testing? Like, if there was a nuclear war, how would our fighter pilots respond? And I was like, so why are you having them fly in a simulator? Like, I... Well, they, they touch on that a little bit. I mean, the, the goal of the test was to see how long the right. pilot would last. Like, say you, to, say you took off as the bomb was landing right below you. Yeah. Would you make it to launch your missile on the enemy, or would yeah. you die? But, but even that, it's like, it's the late '80s, so all of that would have been automatic. Like the missiles would have been in the air before the first bomb hit. Like I, I don't know. I was just like, I, I didn't see why this big elaborate. Why you got to ruin the movie, man? Yeah, just. I don't know. Just kind of fell apart. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what he does. It's, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I, I can't okay, understand. It's okay. It. I can't appreciate okay. the beauty of the camera angle of that. Situation. Oh, you just threw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. Oh, oh, there it is. oh so, so that kind of, that whole part fell apart. That whole scene kind of fell apart. I was just like, well, like they're doing bad things, but they they should have just thought the bad so things out. So here's the thing: you're not as much of a simpleton as you like to claim to be, because when it comes to things of of this magnitude of weaponry and uh, war history, mm-hmm. you are encyclopedic. Well, I don't know about I don't know. No, about that, no. I mean, I, I think you are, and I, I think you bring to it more than the the average viewer. Because I certainly wouldn't have thought like, well, what's the point? Because you know, all, all the missile systems are automated. So why 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 would this even need to be a thing? I I never would have had that thought. Well, thank you for your kind words, but I mean, I, I kind of even pilfered it off of what Matthew Broderick was trying to say. He's like, guys, humans aren't going to respond like apes are. Don't, don't like stop this test. Right. Like you know, mm-hmm. he was trying to. So I don't know. That was that was the one piece of the movie I thought if they would have just. I mean, it was the buildup. It was just oh my god, this is awful. And then I was like, oh. So do you think maybe more it's a commentary on treatment of animals? I I think so. I think they just needed insert bad test here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you know, yeah. and it was... Because something I picked up on this time watching it, as opposed to previously, whenever it was, the whole idea that... And I never realized that Matthew Broderick's character, uh, Jimmy Garrett, is responsible for naming all of the chimps. Mm-hmm. I never picked up on that before. But after mm-hmm. he determines that Virgil is Virgil... All of a sudden, it, it has that montage, and we start seeing more and more chimps have names attached to them, mm-hmm. as opposed to chimp number four, mm-hmm. chimp number yeah. seven, whatever it is. And I think that lends itself to start thinking about when you have that connection to an animal of some kind, and then what? where do you go from there with it? 
and then now you know you've built that connection only to then have it die. Yeah. So I, I, I like this was the first time I really thought like this movie is, is more of a commentary about treatment of animals as it is about yeah um, secret weapon military, systems and yeah. secret military right. things. Right. Yeah. Like I almost thought like the 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 military was more of a vehicle for mm-hmm. that, like the treatment of animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the ICBMs would have taken care. I I was trying to like reason that just too. Just googled a thing, and now he's talking like he no, knows. no, no. I, the one the int- like you pointed out, Matthew Broderick breaks into the control room and he's going on and on about, but he yeah. doesn't bring that up, which I thought right. was interesting. Right. And then yeah, I was trying ICBM, to reason is that like uh, TCBY. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a yogurt. Is there anything yeah. we couldn't hit back then? Like I'm trying to reason this. I'm like it's '87. Yeah. Like we could pretty much. Yeah. Obliterate the world in eighty yeah. seven. Several times over. Yeah. Like yeah. so I, I couldn't understand the logic behind the test except to GDC. say that they wanted to see how people no. affected no. by radiation. No. But that and, didn't make much sense either. Yeah, and we're looking back thirty years. Like maybe we didn't know quite back then like well, the extent. Yeah, and so maybe we point. still thought of it as so then it, you yeah. know, bombers flying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I suppose that's you know the conclusion I came to. <laughs> The conclusion I came to is that Rise of the Planet of the Apes is a wonderful remake of this movie. Yes. I saw so many. Oh, oh my I gosh. Know. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this is yeah. basically Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and I thought, wow, this movie is re- like, I mean, they were stacking the stuff up, and the one right. was sitting there smacking the thing, and the different mm-hmm. personalities, and mm-hmm. oh, he's the he's the rough one that mm-hmm. made me think of. Who was the one in the the planet the rise of the planet of the apes that? Yeah, it was. Um, ah, Caesar yeah. had to beat yeah. him down to kind of win the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they had named one of these chimps Caesar. Oh, I know that, that was, would have been badass. That was there a Virgil been. in the original Planet of the Apes? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was. You mean like in the in the sixties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was Cornelius. Yeah. Doctor Zaius. Thank you. It's all that's in my head. Dr. Whenever you hear that name now, Simpsons ruined that whole movie for me. Because, yeah, yeah, that scene at the end where they're like, he can talk. talk. He can talk. I can sing. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't. Um, But, yeah, that scene at the end where the the apes are kind of standing there in the trees and they're just sort of looking back at him going... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's any plotting going on by the chimps in this movie. No, but it certainly mm-hmm. is an interesting evolutionary step in the ladder. It's mm-hmm. the pre prequel to the you know those chimps on that island are what eventually becomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. So that yeah, no, what actually, and now now that makes me want to go back and watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes because now mm-hmm. I'm curious that seeing that this one mirrors that one so closely in a lot of different ways i want to go back and see like were the people making rise of the planet of the apes were they paying tribute to yeah like project x are are there like little nods in there yeah yeah and and that you wouldn't notice because it has been right because oh yeah rise i mean it's been years since i've seen rise of the planet of the apes so i it wasn't planet the the rise of the didn't they have like human faces that they cgi'd with for rise of the planet of the apes or was yeah, that well, I mean, it was it was Andy Serkis that was okay. doing the like CGI for the okay, so that yeah. you know, all right. Yeah. What I think is cool in this movie, it, it had 
almost the same effect in terms of getting to know the personalities, mm-hmm. but they used real animals. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that got them in trouble with the different groups that like mm-hmm. you know get mad at people for those things. But I thought that was cool that they were able to without all the CGI, um, and I, and that's not a knock on Rise of the Planet of the Apes because I thought that right. was so masterfully done. But I think it's a, it's a good. This should be a lesson for whenever you you know you worry about over CGIing a movie. Go back and take a look at what they were able to do with this. All the different mm-hmm. personalities, all the different emotions that mm-hmm. you know, and those were just trained animals that were in it. So, do you think they could CGI the ICBMs? Well, I mean, if they <laughs> they could CGI the TCBYs. And the hey, there's American Sign Language again. I saw that in the movie. Help! <laughs> help. I mean, ask Apple. for help. Apple. Apple. <laughs> Would you like an apple, John? John, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're not quoting your uh, your favorite movie with uh, "Good Morning Vietnam." Don't you remember when the lieutenant was throwing out all the acronyms and it's like, oh, yeah. "Sir, hadn't we make sure that the VP is treated as a VIP because if he's uh, MIA, then we're all going to put on KP and the VC, and over the VC there. with the KP, and it's just and then it's just quiet, <laughs> and then he just like, shows you, he just walks out of the room." <sighs> all right. Well, so uh, you mentioned the music earlier and this I kind of prompted ahead of time and then sent you guys this question because this has come up um, other times that I've looked into James Horner and his music and so there are a lot of people and that's not to say that they are saying negative things about his music but there are a lot of people that tend to say that James Horner is one of the worst offenders in terms of movie composers at I don't know if you can say you're plagiarizing yourself. I don't know if you can plagiarize yourself, but um, that he is basically copying a lot of his own music from other movies and just straight out dropping it into another movie. So my question that I was going to ask you guys was, I actually went through, and I'm going to drop some audio clips in here. You know, uh, We'll do it in post. Um, I'll drop some audio clips in here to just kind of compare some of the pieces of music. But I kind of that came to my mind because as I was watching this one, going to the scene where Bluebeard has his first flight, and you said that, that there's that music, the kind of the ominous music there. And I'm listening, and because it's one of my other favorite movies, the moment that scene is happening and I'm hearing that music, I'm like, that's the main title theme from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's not even like a variation on the main title. It is, if he's copied and pasted the main title from Aliens into Project X, into Bluebeard's Flight, I think that's the name of it on the soundtrack, is Bluebeard's Flight, it's the exact same piece of music. Like, there's no doesn't change the no key. Big, I, I'm not that familiar no, with the opening so. sequence to Alien, so I'm, I'm yeah. Huh? That's interesting. I, maybe I got the TV here. Well, you you guys talk for a second, but mm. I'll see if I can pull it up and I'll and I'll add some others in here um, after we talk. But um, so I mean, is is that a problem? Because some people have said, you know, he actually James Horner addressed this. When he was still alive, and he said, "Because you can't address it when you're dead." But um, if you can, if you can, good then on. you're pretty cool. <laughs> you are the best Bam. composer ever. Um, he addressed this, and he said, "You know, when you're making—I don't know if he said dozens or hundreds or whatever—he said when you're making hundreds of music scores, some of them are bound to sound the same." Yeah, right. But then other people have come back at that and said, "Well, but hold on a second. Some of these are exactly the same, like the exact same theme, exact same key." Um, so I guess my question to you guys is, knowing that we've listened to a lot of James Horner soundtracks in the movies that we've watched in the last few years doing this podcast, um, is it okay that he lifts themes almost in their entirety from one movie and drops them into another, or is that lazy composing? 
I want to hear Pat answer first, being the music guy. One of the music guys in the room, because there's... Cause this, That's uh, true. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm just... But before you... I do have one question for you before you answer. When you listen to music, mm-hmm. if you don't know who the artist is, but you've heard the artist before, do you... I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly... Do you think music as a whole is stylistic enough that you can tell? Well, and I'm talking more popular music. I'm not talking some of the band charts and whatnot because those are yeah, yeah. Well, it 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 depends. I mean, and I I don't listen to as much like like pop music and rock. You know, like I listen to pretty much all like jazz and okay, but jazz is a good example. Like if I I hear, especially like if I hear a guy improvising, Mm -hmm. like you know. It'll be like, oh, that's got to be so and so. Why the sound of his instrument, the the ideas he plays, just like you know, if you put on, uh, you know, a vocalist, and uh, you know, I mean, I might put on like a whole string of male vocalists uh, of Italian descent for people to listen to, and it might all run together. But you're not going to get infused Tony Bennett with Dean Martin with Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it just depends. You know, you're gonna you're gonna hear those different things in terms mm-hmm. of like a singer or a like a soloist and all that. As far as the music, I, I think yeah, you'll hear characteristics, you know, mm-hmm. unique characteristics to their to their music. Um, for example, when I was listening to this, there was this one little quote in there. This this slow moving string, uh, it was like a like a like a string mm-hmm. melody that was playing, and I heard it. and I'm like, dude, that's right out of the movie Patriot Games. And I'm like, did James Horner do the soundtrack? Because it's literally. And I go look, and oh, sure enough, James Horner did the soundtrack to okay. Patriot Games. Because you pick up that one device. I think the same thing happens in like uh, who is the guy that did this the um, Oingo Boingo. He's the lead singer for Oingo Boingo. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. If you listen, Danny Elfman, that'll happen a lot. Mm -hmm. For example, if you listen to the 1989 Batman soundtrack, Mm -hmm. there's this real fast kind of a thing. That's in The Simpsons as well. The Simpsons soundtrack has that, and so I think you'll 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 hear those 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 characteristics. Before I answer the question, though, and then like I said, because and Jeff should definitely. Uh, wait, you should actually say we were just having this music conversation and we were getting so amped up. Jeff and I will have these music sessions where we'll just bring tunes. And what did you What did you say? You're just like, isn't music awesome? Like, we just got done and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a great conversation about the use of music in movies and how influential it can be. It was just like, man, music's awesome. Yeah. Like, the, when you really look at, at, at the power that music has on uh and how influential it can be on the human condition music is amazing yeah absolutely amazing oh i can there music itself it can make you i think it can make you remember things like if you hear a piece of music you've heard yeah in a situation before like that piece of music can trigger so much mm-hmm. it's insane and we were talking we were listening to old basically we were listening to westerns you remember that we listened to the mag seven yeah we listened to um uh, uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. We were listening to all these soundtracks, and then and Jeff brought up the point that he says, you, you know, it seems to have been lost in a lot of movies nowadays. But it used to be uh, the soundtrack and the themes that were introduced was like another character. Yeah, and I'm I'm quoting yeah. you. That's I'm getting yeah, you, yeah. I mean that was and that was pretty much. And I know I I hit on that when we had talked about um, the Untouchables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. how the music in that movie harkened back to movies of the 40s and 50s yeah. when the music itself was a character. 
Yeah. There was no way of avoiding or downplaying uh, how the music was utilized. Yeah. And that's just gone. Yeah. Character themes are gone. Mm-hmm. Movie yeah. themes are Movie theme, the, the, gone. Um, I remember one of the things I've loved about doing this is watching all these 80s movies yeah. that open with a song, like this one. Mm-hmm. Well, this one opened with a thing first, but then the right. actual open of the movie was the credit sequence played, there was music in the background, mm-hmm. it just sort of set the scene for you, but they yeah. had that theme, and it was Shock the Monkey in this case. But yeah. you know. That's a thing that I remember from my childhood, and it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Well, They don't bother. My for better or worse, I mean, I, you can look at it any way like you want. And like TV shows, too. Yeah? I mean, TV shows, you, you, we play trivia on Tuesday nights, and... You know, when it's a TV theme song that's from the 80s and maybe the 90s, oh, I can recognize it instantly. You give me a TV theme song or theme music from today, I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all very generic. Yeah, well, they're all very short. I mean, you've got, heck, I think the Big Bang Theory is one of the longest uh, intro sequences on TV today. Yeah. And uh, I read the other, I was listening to a different podcast, and... The theme from Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. was over a minute and a half long. Yeah. Hmm. God, they're just conceptually today, that's never going to stop happening. And I want to say that that was the theme they used in the motion picture. I think that was, I forget who wrote it. Um, was that Jerry Goldsmith? Yeah, it was one. It, yeah, it could have been. But I think they, it, in any event, I think that it's uh, another example Batman, the new Batman movies. The one mm-hmm. thing that I can find fault with with those. Is it's just like the music is it, it doesn't stick with you. It's cool, like mm-hmm. people say, Oh, what do you mean? It's awesome. Like with the dun 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 the rise mm-hmm. theme. Or remember the the Batmobile, the 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 chase when mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, that's good, but what's what's the theme? Now, go back to the, the nineteen eighty nine Batman. Oh, and it starts with that haunting melody Back to Danny Elfman. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's got this haunting theme oh, that, that draws you in. I went, yeah, I went with my dad, and I remember as soon as that theme came in, I was like sinking in my seat, like, you know, and I was what, you know, 10, 11 years old, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, this isn't the Batman that I, that da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. like, I don't, yeah. like, this is different, Dad. Like, I'm getting wilded, and, and the Batman, when he's, you know, you can still sing those melodies, and it's like 30 years old, like the movies that came out in 2000. So. But in answer to your, but in answer, well, what you were saying as far as composers, the one disclaimer I want to put on is no one's like I'm not a composer. Mm-hmm. You laugh if you heard my arranging projects from college and all that, but like no one's calling me. Well, to let's write. find out. Bring them in. I'll bring <laughs> it in. Oh, I'll play it for you. I'll, I'll bring in the commentary that my professors wrote on it. Um, no one's calling me to write movie soundtracks. And so I just want to say it humbly because it's really easy to. Oh, I, I and think I'm not saying you are, but no, I, mean, I think we. But I think yeah. I think what what he said, what James Horner said, makes a lot of sense. I, I had a friend in college. We'd listen to this stuff and we'd break it down. And he said James Horner had like three stylistic periods. It, there was the Krull period, where if you listen to Krull, so many of the things that he put into movies in that quote unquote period, hmm. you could stem right from the movie Krull. Which maybe I'm. I think he wrote the music for Krull mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Then there was the what did he say the the Star Trek time mm-hmm. period or whatever where or maybe Star Trek was part of Krull. Anyways, there was a second, and then the third time period was the Braveheart time period, where if you listen mm-hmm. to like the stuff after, like it all stems mm-hmm. from that. And I think, I mean, that being said, if the guy's writing that many movies, I mean, it just it. it you, you got to get those movies done, yeah, and but, there's going to be. But, so, there's going to be. But look, but look at a movie like Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. 
I don't I, I don't know what you would compare that to. Right. Yeah. And, and in terms of all his other work. And at the risk of being long winded, I know you oh, got a yeah. point, like, but I'm just gonna maybe, maybe sneakers ish, but not really. Well, yeah, like I love Wrath of Khan and I love Braveheart and let's put Field of Dreams. So let's say like let's look at his movies that are in you know, that we would term quote unquote and humbly and you know, God rest his soul, humbly I'm I'm not judging, but mm-hmm. let's take his movies that we would say are truly unique. And how many are they? I mean, if we say that there's five or six of them, I mean, it's just like, think of how many composers do you know that have like five or six phenomenal pieces of music that, you know what I'm saying? Much less like 20, 30, 80, 60. I mean, that rapidly gets into the the Mozarts and the Beethovens are the ones that have more music that's more diverse. I mean, if Mm -hmm. the guy has like five or six pieces of music Mm -hmm. that are wonderfully unique and diverse that you can listen to on their own, that's pretty awesome, but the rest of it. But I think he's the, doing a job. I think for, the I think the criticism, and, and I agree with everything you're saying. I think the criticism that some people have of Horner is that it's like he, you know, because I, I think of you know as you ask that question, it's like, well, how many other people have done this many film scores? And I think of somebody like a John Williams. I mean, he's done a ton of film scores, and are there times where I will hear something and think, oh wow, that sounds a lot like, you know, the. Nazi march from Last Crusade sounds a lot like the battle droid march in episode one or something like that. But I think with John Williams and other composers, they might take something and it sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think with James Horner, there's a lot of times where it is exactly the same piece of music. And I think where that's where the criticism comes. I'm going to play this while I've got this queued up. This is the one from Aliens. So it's that opening theme where the ship is in space and there's hints of this in Patriot Games too. Okay, so he did it in at least three movies. Okay, so that's the one from Alien. How you get your money's worth? So now I'm going to jump to time's worth. I guess I should say. So now I'm going to jump to. It was called. what was that track called? It was called Bluebeard's Flight okay. uh, from Project X. Let me jump to that one. That lake is not So I can get it going here. But yeah, I remember, and, and this being the first time I've watched this movie, I remember that it was, as soon as that music started, I'm like, oh, that's from Aliens. Yeah, this one doesn't have as much uh, uh, bass in it. Mm-hmm. There's not as much horn in the background. But, yeah. but the lick is still there. Yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. strings are the same. Maybe so he thought know. that this one wouldn't be as popular, so not as many people would recognize the fact that he lifted from himself. But if he's yeah. lifting from himself, yeah. that's yeah. a prerogative. Yeah, right. In all honesty, I wrote this thing a couple years ago, and it sounded great here. Right. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's what it is. I mean, and that's where I say that, like, to have the creative, you know, ability to have five or six or seven or however many truly unique themes for movies, <laughs> and then it might. What did he had a month to write Aliens? Right? Wasn't it? Or he, he had a ended, week? Or no, or he something? ended up having like. It was like I want to say it was like two weeks. Okay, and see, well, did you hear the other story about Aliens? 
that I didn't know this one when we were recording our yeah. podcast for it. He had something like two weeks to write the score for Aliens. Yeah. Um, and then, no, 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 no. It was two weeks to write the score for The Rocketeer. Okay. When he finally, when the movie was finally put together and finished, he had two weeks to write the score for that. The one for Aliens was they had run out of money mm-hmm. and they like they didn't have any extra money at all. So when he finally got in with the orchestra to be able to score the whole thing, they did it in one take. Mm-hmm. Like they played the movie up on the screen and yeah. no breaks, no nothing. Like and he, I guess on one of the DVD extras somewhere, he says, "Yeah, we sat down and we did this one take, no breaks, no nothing. The yeah. movie was on, we played." And when the movie was over, we had the score to Aliens, and, and that was it. Those studio musicians are pretty ma- amazing, mm-hmm. those guys that do that. But, I mean, if you listen to Aliens, I mean, the... Oh, it's all Star Trek. And, again, it gets... I just want to say it gets to a simple thing. You know, you're hired to do how many ever however many jobs, you're going to do it. And you don't know, I mean, can the guy just reach out and do what he wants? Or is there the filmmaker saying, we want some of this? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I think he said that too. I think he commented at one point, and he said, "You know, you you're on all these movies, and you know the directors hire you because you did this other movie, and they really liked that, and they're like, I want something that sounds like this, or I have this temp music, and I want you to make it sound like right the temp music, or yeah." And so, I mean, there's those constraints as well, and you know, we can we can we can approach the soundtrack as art, but that's where I say, like, no, the soundtracks are really subjugated to the movie material Mm -hmm. and you know so i mean and obviously we talk about back in the day when there were the themes and the that but if the filmmakers now are asking for much more than just incidental kind of background sound then you know how how much can we hold the composers accountable and you you brought up john williams and i mean Mm -hmm. the thing the thing you got to be careful with john williams well, is, people accuse him of plagiarism too. Well, of, of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and but he was coming at a time when all movies like 2001 Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. they would use also Sprock Zarathustra. I right. mean, they were coming from a time where I think Lucas came to him and said, Oh, I want this piece of music. Mm-hmm. I want this. And William said, No, you don't. Let me write you something that sounds like that, right. but it's unique. So, well, like, this gets to one of my points. How different is. Him saying, I wrote this piece of music for X, I'm going to use it on Y. Then someone waking up in the morning and saying, I heard this thing last night on the radio, call the guy and get the rights to use it. Yeah. He just doesn't have to call anybody. And is it really that different, or and am John, I just missing something? And using John Williams, I think that's like saying, I'll make, <laughs> funny coming from me, I'll make like a sports reference. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's <laughs> like, well. it's like saying, why can your quarterback not play like Aaron Rodgers? Well, Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is not even a quarterback. Okay. You got that totally wrong. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. It's Bears country. I'm sorry. That's it. But. Uh, no, I was just trying to trip him up. You yeah, tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done. But, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, he's the exception. I mean, the guy's amazing. Or Tom Brady. Or, you know, another one yeah. of the greats. I mean, when you throw John Wayne Williams. Wayne yeah, there we yeah. go. Wayne Bretzky, what yeah. a wonderful second base hitter. Yeah. Okay, for that soccer team. That, you know? Okay. Uh, I, that's the first time I followed professional bowling. But the thing is, like, he's, like, that's the exception. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many other composers. Well, can, and two, like, John Williams, the the entity that is John Williams has been so highly romanticized by mm-hmm. anyone that's ever listened to any of his music. So that he's in a class yeah. in and of himself, you know, and I think now I've been trying to 
figure out how to how to word this. I think that someone like John Williams would definitely be given time to compose should he be asked to compose something. Whereas someone like James Horner churning out three or four movies a year under those time constraints. Well, I don't have the time to write something brand spanking new every time someone wants me to do something. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're not going to give me the time necessary to create, then I'm going to have to recycle. I'm going to have to reuse. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if he's choosing music to reuse that doesn't fit a scene, but he's doing it because he's under the gun, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The choices he's making work. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't get the sense that he's doing it trying to, trying to be lazy. Mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that he's doing it because he, um, you know, he's just trying to earn a paycheck. I think, you know, I, I think when you look at the bigger picture of what constraints is he under. Yeah. You know, I, if it, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely that. This yeah. piece works. I can. And this piece works in in a multitude of ways. I can. Right. I, I can use it in a multitude of ways. I only have two weeks to do this thing. Right. I only have a month. Right. I only have five weeks to, to compose this thing. I'm going to have to recycle something. Right. And to turn what you said, like, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't think he's just phoning it in to, to, to get a paycheck. But to turn that phrase a little bit on his ear, if he's new to the composing world, what's he going to we're going to pay you this much money to write this music in two weeks. You know what? That's not enough time for me. I, I really, I'll need a year to work on the pro. Well, you're okay. not going to. Bye. Yeah. So it might, well, I don't, well, I think he cares about his music and I, you know, your statement is right. I don't think he's doing it just to get a paycheck, but it might be like, okay, I'll take the gig. Yep. We'll get that written. Are you happy with it? I got them. Okay. Now I can eat. You know I mean? It, it, it definitely, I, I think there would be, the reality there, and then does it? How, does how it, many composing credits does he have? Yeah, check check that out. And then you know, does it bother people? You know, if you notice, oh well, that's from this movie. And I remember my dad like watched Perfect Storm and thought he was listening to. Yeah, yeah. Oh! he's got hundred and fifty eight yeah. composing credits over the span of. Well, his last one is twenty sixteen. He he's credited so on over the Mag Seven remake. Thirty five, mm-hmm. forty years, and his first wow. composing credit is. 1978. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that there's a lot to, a lot that has to be considered mm-hmm. before you answer yeah. a question like that, let alone ask a question like that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's very Monday morning quarterback type yeah. question. Sit there, oh, well, he's copying from himself. He's a lazy composer. Right. Is he? Or is he doing the best he can and the constraints that he has to work with? Yeah. Well, like I was saying, does it bo- does it bother a person? Like my dad watches Apollo, a Perfect Storm. He says, "Oh, that's like the music from Apollo 13." Wait a minute. And then and then the thing, yeah, I'm sure other people, you know, you notice the comparisons with Aliens and so forth. Does that take away from the movie? And then that being said, how how much further can we take it? You'll see Harrison Ford in several different movies. Well, it's still Harrison Ford. Well, wait a minute. That's the same actor that you used in that movie. Mm-hmm. Now you're using him here. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Al Pacino. Here's a perfect example. Some people could say that Al Pacino kind of plays the same type of person in each movie. Different characters, but, you know, it's sort of like that gruff kind of thing. Well, does that take away from each of the movies? He's kind of pulling on those same... Right. Well, I mean... Do you, do you get what I'm saying? It's like if Vince you use Vaughan. that with movies... 
But we like Al Pacino. We want to see right. him we, bring that. Do we like Vince Vaughn? Mm, I mean, he's another actor recently that every movie he's been in, I won't say every. There's only, It only takes one to be the exception. A lot of movies he's been in over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. the character archetype has been the exact same. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it, there's been no change to the type of character that he's portraying. And the, the film director wants that in their film. So when we look at music, I think when you look at the perspective, uh, you know, like that Jeff brought to it where the music is just another form of a character or another, sure, you're going to borrow that from different movies. And just because you have the same actor that was in another movie, it doesn't, just because you might have the same lick or the same pattern in there. Yeah. I, I don't think it necessarily, if it fits with the story that's going on on stage. It yeah, I mean, if, if it works, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, if, if you have that piece of music that's so well written that can work in that scene, then like, like John just said, if it's not broke, mm-hmm. don't fix it. And you might not buy the soundtrack for every single movie that he did. You might only buy the soundtrack to Wrath of Khan and uh, Apollo 13 and uh, Braveheart and... But I mean, speaking, st- still, that list is getting longer. Six or seven. I mean, speaking of which, Field of Dreams soundtrack is excellent. Field of Dreams, mm-hmm. yeah. It yeah. is an excellent yes. soundtrack. Everyone yeah. should own it. Quite good. And heck, we've got we've got a medley in the band library of James Horner movies. You, got, you played it what two years ago? Two years yeah. ago, and there's yeah. five or six films in it. Did yeah. He, was was he Zorro too, or was yeah. that Alan yeah. Silvestri? Yeah, it was Zorro. Okay, so I mean, and there you look at that, and there's five or six different. I mean, it's a pretty. It's it yeah. seems like a pretty eclectic mix of music. The only one common thread is that he did it all. It's just so. I think before we judge him on that, I think we should listen to all 150 or 120 or what was it? I think 158. We should listen to all 158 soundtracks and then Shut start. Your mouth. It's you know. <laughs> I feel like I've got a good start on it. Yeah. Like I'm looking at this list, I'm like, I love that movie. Yeah. I've seen that one. I have that soundtrack. Well, right. I say that's the thing. Like, when you look at them, a lot of them are movies like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right on. Because well, I, I, right. I'm looking at his right. IMDb page right now, and I'm like, Will- oh, we'll get to do Willow next year. Yeah, we do. And that's James Horner, too. Yeah. See, yeah, and I, I think and Rocket- it's... My, one of my favorite movies ever, The Rocketeer. Yeah. Rocket- that's James Horner. The-, the Rocket. God, do you not read the papers? <laughs> Awesome. I just think you'll you, maybe maybe it's just that some of his stuff is more noticeable. I don't think yeah. he maybe does it more. It's like you're driving on the road. Some guy goes by at 120 miles an hour on a motorcycle. It's like all oh, those crazy motorcycles. Oh, there goes Pat. But I, then, yeah. I had that thought the other morning. Okay. I was like, I wonder what Pat would, what Pat's takeaway would be if I was if I started complaining about motorcycle right. drivers Which, in, gen, in that, a general sense. That's, that's fair enough. And all that, but then let's say you're driving on the road and somebody someone goes by at 120 miles an hour in a sedan that looks like everyone else's. Are you going to be like, oh, those crazy, like... Sedan drivers? Those sedan drivers? No, it's just that the bike... Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the old guy. I'm the Grand Torino that complains about everybody. That, right. Yeah. That's, and that's a common phrase. <laughs> those sedan drivers. Well, but you see what I'm saying? It's, it's laughable. Long. Now, you can say that people, like, everybody is okay. driving faster, but you're going to notice that, or let's take the motorcycle out. Someone goes by in a Corvette. Oh, mm-hmm. man, those idiots driving a foot. Mm-hmm. But then if someone's doing it in a car that blends in with everything else, you're yeah. just going to talk about everybody. You're not going to say, what kind of, oh, that's a Toyota they, Camry. Those Toyota Cam- If they do it in a sedan, I'm going to be going, that's, that's not going to be good for their car. Yeah. <laughs> so They're not going to reach their destination. So their mechanic is not going to be happy. The, the same thing happens in this. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear something that like is, 
you know, oh my gosh, that's right out of this movie. Mm -hmm. So that stands out. Oh my gosh, he copies everything. Whereas now we're looking at this list and now, wow, oh yeah, he did that. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, he did. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like those certain well, no, I, And, and I, I don't bring up that question to say that I yeah, I didn't mean I you, John Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant yeah. like you, the person. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I well, look I mean, at his... John Reed. Okay. No, well, he means it, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I look at this list and I'm like, oh, God, this is... I mean, just this list of his work and the, the movies that he did. And, and I'm looking at... And I, I put on a, a video earlier today while I was working on something and it was like an hour-long video that was the best of James Horner. Yeah. Oh, and man. the funny... It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and... But the funny thing about it was, and I was trying to, because I, I read up on some people complaining about this. They're like, yeah, he copies. That doesn't mean I don't like him, but he copies his work. you know. And I'm listening to the video. Second year music students thinking they know everything. Well, that, that's probably true, too. But uh, the funny thing is, though, I'm listening to this it video. It never happens. <laughs> I'm just remembering, like, in college, like, music students that I knew. I'm like. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong at all. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's very much yeah. the, the mindset. <laughs> Of some music students. <laughs> I just I just sit back like Chevy Chase, or not Chevy Chase, but like John Candy in The Great Outdoors. I just see a bunch of trees whenever people start wending in for that. But anyways, go ahead, John. Make your... You no, know. I said, but the funny thing about the yeah. video was... Make your wrong point. You. Thank you. Um, <laughs> about the extended universe... Don't you have another award. play to go direct? <laughs> not for a long time, my friend. Yeah. Well, I keep yeah. talking about the extended universe of the award-winning yeah, Marvel... DCEU. Movies. The, yeah, DCEU too. the MCU and the BYU. And, uh, it's not a universe. Okay. No. Um, it's university. Yes, it is. Uh, so I'm listening to this video, and the funny thing is, I'm getting to certain points in the video, and I'm like, they just repeat the same song? So I, I was almost like proving my own question. Right. And I, I went back to the window that the video was in. I was like, oh, no, that's not Braveheart. That's Bicentennial Man. And then I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And I would put the, uh, which Jesus. is another great movie. That um, awful. What? You're not allowed to be here anymore. Okay. Bye. That was tough. Wow. <laughs> that just got serious. I, I, I did not enjoy Bicentennial. Man. Really? Yes. You don't have a soul? Oh. Wow. We are way beyond suction. <laughs> 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 Unless I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> is that a robot? Robin Williams is a robot, yeah. yeah that's not great. <laughs> we are done professionally. As long as we're not done personally. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's no. <laughs> he just can't pay you anymore. No, yeah. Wait, you got me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, do we do we have anything else we want to say about James Horner's music? I'll, like go, I'll, I'll go on to my last question, which is a little more lighthearted than the James Horner. Uh, music I like it. Oh yeah, a podcaster emeritus Jason Kale. We were talking about mm -hmm. the conversation you guys started about fam famous like favorite movie soundtracks, mm -hmm. and uh, which that. You got to bring up for the wrap up. You got to bring up your idea for the podcast yeah. that's coming up. But I don't. I don't want to steal Is it that. The one we talked about before. I don't remember. We're doing like a movie soundtrack. Yeah. Show for, yeah. for one of our yeah more memorable yeah numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I was talking with Jason, and you know, we were well. What are your favorite soundtracks? And as you know, and his um, he just was like anything James Horner. Mm. And then he just threw it out just like right there. I mean, there's a guy that sees a lot of movies. He's knowledgeable in movies. And I mean, kind of the antithesis of what those people that you were citing said. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, well, I like this soundtrack by him or anything James Horner. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, it works. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last question, a little more lighthearted than the rest of them. What's your favorite movie featuring an ape as a main character? King Kong. 
King Kong? The original? 1933? Original, 1933. Okay. Is it bad form to say Outbreak? You know, I'm not going to make judgments about you personally, <laughs> because apparently but on, the other, like? on the other side of me, <laughs> on the other side of me, he doesn't That's have a me. soul and he I'm hates bison. Side of you. No, no, I was kidding. Um, ape. Do you also hate children? Some. Okay. Does animated count? Or does that have to be a real ape? Animated Tar- children? Oh, apes. Um, Tarzan? No. <laughs> no, it'd be animated. I was actually going to say the Disney Jungle Book. Was, okay. was going to be my, yeah, and I would even put the live action one in there, but the, in its own way, I think that Christopher Walken is a large orangutan, wasn't it? Oh, that was awesome! Whoa, whoa. Christopher Walken, what? Yeah, he he, he voices King Louis. See the movie. Oh, I, need to see the movie. I gotta see that movie. Oh, it's awesome! I'm here. I brought you here because I want to ask you about this fire. <laughs> it's crazy how this fire works. I want to know more about it. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I gotta get that movie. Right it's awesome. Sorry, the fact that it. you both yeah, I think I'm, I'm shocked and appalled um, that you haven't seen it. Monkeys shocked to learn that there's gambling going monkeys on. Monkeys have tails. They have tails that they hang from the tree. Have no tail. Ha! The Millennium Falcon. <laughs> for two, <laughs> I've got the clip okay. for for which one. It's only a minute. Well, what are you doing here? Just listen. Okay. Assuming my sound is working, which of course it's not, because I was hooked up to something weird at work. Hold, please. There we go. No, your computer is not owned by our district. So. I'm holding John. Have you ever had a, a taste of a pawpaw fruit down there in Sydney? <clears throat> Some people call it the what's the word? Papaya. Stolen words. I say all pawpaws. Sound it makes when it tumbles to the jungle floor. Right. Okay. Alright, now that I know that Christopher Walken plays an ape in the movie, I'm gonna have to go watch it. Yeah, that was 23 seconds of it. I think you get the idea. That's awesome. That's awesome. Little man. Oh, man. Oh, God. Please say he says that to Mowgli at some point. (laughs) Little man. I found this watch in the jungle. (laughs) Uncomfortable. I I had to hide it. Uncomfortable hunk of metal. In this donkey. And what was it? It was Um, Midway Island. And then if you say we're abandoning. Oh, my gosh. That. What a. (laughs) He's trying to do a. What year was Paul I was trying to do a family friendly play on words, okay? (laughs) Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Uh, 90. Four? Oh, it's closer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> While Pat cleans up, <laughs> we're closer uh, to Pulp Fiction. Mm. All right, so I'm, we're still waiting to hear your ape yeah, choice. Oh, the ape choice? Yeah, ape <gasps> movie. Whole movies. <laughs> I was, I was going to make that. I was gonna make that comment earlier, but no, um, you went there. I don't Pat's know. trip to Disney World, um, <laughs> Florida, nineteen ninety-five. You know what? I gotta be honest. I I was hoping that we could come up with lists because I'm like narrowing mm-hmm. it down to one. Mm-hmm. I might just say the uh, the the re replanted like Rise of the Planet yeah. of the Apes. Yeah. Sure. I just thought that movie was awesome, mm-hmm. and 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 the way they like made it the prequel and all that was that the one where the the ape like if you haven't seen the movie. Mm. Okay. Uh, is that the one where the ape went up against the helicopter? And f- were they was that where they had the battle on the bridge? 
I think that was. That wasn't because the other one was when they went in the jungle and they were hunting them. The second right. one. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. I yeah. think that one. That was outstanding. I okay. love that movie. I think I got to go with the original Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I still like that's still mm. one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do like the new the new movies. And actually, we didn't talk about this. The new the last trailer for uh War for the Planet really? of the Apes just came out today. Nice. So, mm, go check nice. that one out. Um yeah, I think either that one or no, no. You only get one. We only came up with. We all came up with one. You only get one. But you hate children, so I thought maybe well, that. You... How many of us would have said Planet of the Apes if given a second choice? The singing bush said okay. to fire up. We all fired up. Oh, I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> I'm special. Okay. He does well, sort of. Well, run. Hey. He does sort of okay. run the show. What are we gonna say? No, that's fine. I'll just do one. I'll Thank just, you. I'll just quietly sit here and seethe and. I'll put it in post. Text you exactly. guys. Yeah, and then I'll make sure that my voice sounds totally different. So much for text. So guys, I'm not. Yeah. So much for texting out just uh, you know pictures of cars exploding. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that's awesome. As Pat's going all mafia on us. <laughs> oh, man, can't wait to talk about music. Man, yeah, I know. I know. Oh my mm. gosh. So what do you? So anyway, we want to do a. Well, what's let's, what's let's your talk, other one? Your what's, your other, what's your other? What's your other eight movie? Yeah, go ahead. Well, my other one was going to be King Kong. The original oh. King Kong. Oh, the original book? That's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I still haven't shown that one to, to the kids yet. I think they would really. I mean, I remember watching that as a very the, little kid and loving that movie. The best scream in all of cinematic history is mm-hmm. Fay Ray mm-hmm. in, in 1933 King Kong. Sure. Followed by the Wil- Wilhelm scream. I heard the Wilhelm, <laughs> Wilhelm or whatever that Wilhelm. scream is. Which is funny. My, I heard that my in a kids, movie the other day. Yeah, my kids Which recognize movie? it now after I told them about it. Yeah. Like, they, even Nora will pick up, we'll be watching a movie and all of a sudden you'll hear a, ah, kind yeah. of a noise and she'll go, ah, that's the Wilhelm. And yeah. I'm like, you're the only kindergartner I know that knows that. I know. And I, I heard that in another movie that. There's, it's in a lot of movies. Oh, I know. I know that statement. But I heard one of them. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Yeah. All right. Well, so I think I think that probably is going to wrap us up for Project X. So yeah. I think we give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, it was, um, it was a good movie. All right. Well, talk for a second about your idea. Like one of our upcoming shows. Maybe we're. we're well, I guess so, we're not too far away from like one fifty. Yeah. So so because so we had a big episode about uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we uh, for our hundredth episode we did holiday movies. Yeah. So I think for another one of these milestone episodes, we should just dedicate the episode to music from the movies. Yeah. Done. And see, you know, save you know, save for like the hundred fiftieth episode, and you know, we can record it over the summer and just mm-hmm. get it ready to go for the hundred fiftieth slot. But Picking your top soundtracks, mm-hmm. and and oh, so, we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to do like what we did a couple of years ago. When so we, this is gonna be a multi-part mm-hmm. podcast. I think there'll yeah. be multi oh, yeah. multi episode. And it's funny because like when you're picking your soundtracks, ones that are what like more, what would you say, pop music slash. Lyric music, lyric rock song, as opposed to, as opposed to instrumental, like, instrumental mm-hmm. like film score kind of things. Yeah. Because Jason, when you, after you guys had the conversation about it, then Kale forwarded me the question, and I was like, and "You uh, went all instrumental." Yeah, I did. I like I sit there and come up. I mean, mm-hmm. I was into my nightly viewing of you know a Deep Space Nine or three mm-hmm. episodes, and I'm like putting the, I put the list together and I'm all good. And I sent it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, we meant like I'm just like oh rats." <laughs> and I'm out. Ooh, speaking of. Rats. And this no, not rats. Oh. Um, this could have gone, I guess, into the new movie stuff. The have rats. you seen? He hates the rats. Dad would not have made it <laughs> past made it. the rats. Um, have you seen the trailer for the new? Is it Seth Green? 
No, no, no. It's Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Although Seth Green, although Seth Green will most likely make an appearance eventually. Oh, I'm sure. The Orville. Yes. Have you seen the trailer for this? No. It's Seth MacFarlane's Star Trek parody TV show that's going to be on Fox. Think good. Think Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. What a well done film that was. When we're done here, I'll throw it up on the TV. But okay, it's It should be good. Yeah. Okay, piggyback on. Did everyone saw Galaxy Quest? Yes. Did everyone see the movie Paul? I have not. No. No. Oh, if you like sci-fi, that's a great movie. Okay. All right. No, I have not seen Noted. And my weekly plug for MST3K, just saying. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Project X uh, and this episode. If you want to find us, we are on all the different social medias. We are 30podcast and all those, whether it's our Gmail address, uh, 30podcast.com, Twitter. What, what, what? Nothing. <laughs> are you interrupting me? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're almost as red as your shirt now. I know. I don't know what's I'm trying here. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Facebook.com slash 30 podcast. I'm not even I'm not gonna edit anything from this episode because it just won't do any good. There you go. That's fine. Um, we are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, and you can listen to us directly from 30podcast.com. I never answered your question from the very beginning of the show when you asked me how people can call into the love line. It's 87235-MOVIE, 87235-6-6843. That's how they can call in if they now want to. Now you've answered the question. Uh, Adam Carolla will not answer. Full circle. Yeah, the whole thing. Full circle. Full circle. Um, which describes a lot of us sitting around this table. The whole thing. Full circles. <laughs> okay. Uh, our next episode, at some point, I still Three full know. circles and Pat. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> um it could be the start of our band name. <laughs> if, if half of us were musically in No, taking the reinforced stage. <laughs> Three full circles and bat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Do we live up to stereotypes or oh, nerds or what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I think we do. Well, it's um, special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So at some point, we're going to do a Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy show. I don't know when we're going to do that and when we're going to find time to get together for that thing but uh, we'll try to at some point yeah um did you see it yet i haven't you have not okay yeah All i right. haven't Jeez. have you seen it yet no no yeah. okay. well and then, and then here, 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 yeah i can't imagine why, why. Not? and then here's my bright idea i'm like you know what i talked to <laughs> this guy and, and as soon as i said it the look on your face I'm like, yeah and, and what you know about me so here's the thing like i we came to the musical this weekend and jeff honestly awesome job like, it was Thank a great you. show we uh he did beauty and the beast with mm-hmm. the school um, Friday night, my kids, like, halfway through, Daniela was sitting on my lap. She looks back and goes, this is the best movie ever. And, like, we looked back. And then Dominic was, like, sitting next to me just, like, like rap- in rapture. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the next weekend, they've been staging Beauty and the Beast around our house. Like, Daniela has the little bell dress-up costume, mm-hmm. and they, you know, we have to sell tickets. And- so, anyways, that fired them up. So, very cool and very well done show. But I'm like, you know what? Saturday I was coming back, Sans kids, to help with the show. And I'm like, you know what? I've got the night. I mean, the kids, everyone will be asleep. Perfect time for, I'm like, I talked to Dennis. I'm like, hey, should we go out and catch a show after the, you know, after the show? Should we just catch a catch Guardians of the Galaxy? And then we could, you know, and all that. And I said it to Jeff. I'm like, well, he brings that idea to me. And I was the best. Like, as I was saying this, I'm like, why am I talking? And I didn't, I want, I'm like, dude, I know you're going to be exhausted. And I just throw yeah. this out there. Dennis and I are talking if you want to. And you gave me this look like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, no, I think I'm going to be going to bed. And then we get there and the show gets done. And by the time chairs are put away and everyone's like, goodbye and all that. It's like, 
9 15 9 30 at night and dennis was like pat are you still thinking i'm just like you know what dennis no he goes yeah because he says i don't want to pay 10 15 bucks to go take a nap and i said well i can't to watch you sleep and and, either of us and it's just like and me like i can't stay awake when it's 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning right you know oh my gosh that was the funniest what are you doing after your show the saturday of your tech week do you want to go out that night for a movie well we're going to turn the lights off (laughs) the look on jeff's face it was just it was priceless it was just like no, no, that's no, that's a bad idea. Well, that's probably the same thing when you told, did that Tony Bennett thing to me too. I was like, uh, well, yeah, I felt, what? I felt bad. That well, and you, I was not thinking that. Yeah, no, that was, that I felt bad because that was after they talked about benching Harrison Ford, and so then you know that was that inside joke. And, okay, right. I will, anyway, you, you might appreciate this weekend when we were getting um, for Mother's Day stuff. We were going to you know some of the different nurseries and stores and getting flowers to. You know, put all the stuff in the garden because at some point it's not going to be cold anymore. And um, we yeah, ended up putting, today. today was nice. Um, we ended up getting a whole bunch of flowers. We put them in the back of the van and we get home and we open it up. And one of the flowers that we had had, like a whole bunch of the petals fell off. Oh. So Nora, my kindergartner, um, she looks at it and she goes, she goes, well, dad, pretty soon you're going to be stuck this way. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She's like, when the final petal falls. I'm like, what do you say about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's oh, outstanding for Your kid is my spirit animal. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. She's I've already told her as soon as they come out with like a, a Hamilton Jr., she's like, Will I be old enough? Will I be in middle school if they have a Hamilton Jr.? And I was like, oh, I don't know, but as soon as it happens, we're gonna let your teachers know because yeah. like she's she's I'll all I'll do it here and I'll cast her. Done. Make it happen. Good form. <laughs> Good form. All right. Well, so we can finish up. Uh, we are our next one. Actually, will be our super special Star Wars episode. Mm. I've heard so of that movie. Have you? So you guys might not have seen it. But I was going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Mm. Um, Just remember to drink your blue milk before you go. Mm-hmm. Darn tootin'. Yep. Um, so if you have not seen, that's kind of a dumb thing to say. <laughs> I said, if you have not seen the original Star Wars, go watch it before our next episode. Should I even bother saying that? I don't know. I can't even even deal with that thought. It's not even... So our next episode will be on the 1977 Star Wars, so that one will be coming. And we're actually going to delay that one one day, so we will put it out on a Thursday instead of Wednesday, uh, because Thursday, May 25th, is the 40th anniversary. Question. Yeah. Do we have that movie in its original form to view? I do. Or is it the Lucas... Screwed up version. I have, I believe. Okay, anybody. I have it on. Stop listening. Yeah, right. Um, I have the. Was they called? What are they called? The despecialized edition. Oh, I have the. <laughs> I have what is an antique. I'm sure at this point. I have the original VHS. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it still runs, but. Yeah. yeah. I got a VHS in my room. I could project it okay. on the board. I, yeah, have I, I don't the... know if it'll still play. I have a copy of what's called the Despecialized Edition. And yeah. what they did was they took all of the old, um, uh, like the pre special edition laser discs and like all the highest quality versions mm-hmm. of this that they had. They took all those, they put them together, and they tried to get it as close to Blu ray quality as possible. But it's without any of the editions. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I, I think I have those files somewhere. I have the entire trilogy of those so, despecialized, so, so I'll see if I can find that file. I, and I'm going to throw this out there yeah. as a question. I'm going to catch it. Good. Now, obviously... Oh, you throw like a girl. <laughs> obviously... To you know, any of our female listeners, we're not of, saying that... <laughs> 
but see, sensibilities were so, different 30 years ago. As, as long as you have angles. You think <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have angles, we'll listen to what you have to say. Sort of. Um, well, the... <laughs> I'm not sure that's what you meant to say. I don't know. So, in the original ones... That's what you think it means. In the... <laughs> Oh my god, say your damn question. <laughs> you're going you're to Princess Bride. I don't think. So, what I was trying to say, and this is a question for not the well. Star Wars one. No, not very well. With the new additions, obviously, you know, the Jabba the Hutt, that was the weird looking mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt, that, you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing, that was thrown in there, and some of the CGI stuff was kind of lame. But there was some stuff. That they did, where they they, it's almost like they zoomed the camera back and just gave you a bigger picture of what mm-hmm. was like going on, or like Cloud City, like Moss Eisley. Yeah, forward. like suddenly yeah. you had this big. Now the animal that they ate the other one and then barked and all that. that mm-hmm. was, but or like or like. Um, you mean you didn't like that? Well, you know, the uh, Bespin. They zoomed back and as mm-hmm. opposed to a blank wall, there were windows. Yeah. Or they showed like down views of the Falcon. You know, it just kind of made the world a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Did that, did, was it, do you guys have like, well, these things bothered me, but this stuff was pretty cool. Be a or did the whole thing. That's for next week when Sorry. we talk about this movie. Sorry. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just it's, I've got this burning sensation. And I just, <laughs> didn't need to ask Only when you pee or they have, otherwise. They have medications for that. Yes, I know. So anyways, I'm sorry, we'll wrap, well, yeah. That's that's my question. That's my burning question. Burning sensation. That could be our other band name. Yeah. <laughs> the Burning Sensation. I'm gonna bet that. That could be our first, that could be our first song. There you go. And now... <laughs> <laughs> Three circles and pads. Three circles and pads singing Burning <laughs> Sensation. Uh, we just wanted to say we hope you get the feeling of the Burning Sensation. Oh, man. We just want to say to our fans, we're listening to you, but sort of. Depends on your angles. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, it's definitely Have I said it's good to be back? Yes, Jeff! Yeah, it is good Oh! <laughs> All right. Well, so yeah. Triumph. So next week, triumphant return. Absolutely. <clears throat> and he, yeah, yeah, you, you probably got a little bit of sleep. I've been napping a lot when there I go home now. It's yeah. awesome. All right. So next week will be our Star Wars show, and we're going to put that one out on May twenty fifth uh, to coincide with the That's on my the wife's day. Birthday. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Happy birthday! Um, you going to make her watch Star Wars? Duh. Good job. It's she, she would she would love you more for that. Actually, one of the last times that I that we sat down to watch the original trilogy, after each of the movies, I I, I did make her sit down and watch the Family Guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as well. Like, now, now you can really appreciate this. <laughs> Go for Papa Palpatine. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's Robot Chicken. That's, that's Robot yeah. Chicken. Yeah, that's awesome. still really good. Um, all right. So then the after that, an aluminum <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> that's a scribe. He's really crying. So I wrote what kind of. Whiny bitch, you were panda bear died. Potamami, panda bear, whatever, whatever her name was. <laughs> I, I love you too. <laughs> I don't know, coleslaw. Six, I'm not gonna eat it. Get your six foot deep asthmatic ass back here. It's not even paid off yet. You've been flying around for two weeks. You smell like your feet, feet wrapped in leathery burnt bacon. <laughs> Oh, we have to talk about this next week too. Oh, oh man! Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, and if we ever get past this episode or the Star Wars episode, <laughs> then uh, to finish off the month of May, we will be doing Adventures in Babysitting. So, uh, in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time for Star Wars. Bye. Bye.
Peace.